the Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m., and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. Well, welcome and Merry Christmas. Our wait is over. I guess technically we do have to wait until midnight uh, for it to become officially Christmas. And I imagine there are at least a few kids here who have already been given a time tomorrow morning when they can begin to officially celebrate Christmas. But our Advent waiting is over. And tonight we celebrate the birth of Jesus, the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And I don't know about you, but maybe your, your waiting over these past few weeks of Advent has felt especially long, especially drawn out this year. It feels like, especially with the Omicron variant and all of its uncertainty, every, every week, every day has felt long and uncertain. But I assure you that those who were first awaiting the Messiah's arrival had a much longer, drawn-out wait. For those praying for that day, the wait seemed like it would never end. This Advent, we've seen the beginning in Genesis. Since those days, people have been waiting for the arrival of a rescuer. In Genesis, we saw that in the garden with Adam and Eve, God's perfect gift of creation, and with it, the perfect gift of a of a close, intimate relationship between God and the people who created was shattered, was shattered with the coming of sin and disobedience. And ever since those days, the scriptures tell us that people have been longing for a rescuer, someone who would relieve them from the consequences of their sinful disobedience. The Old Testament prophets came and foretold the coming of one who would make everything right, But even after their time, the people needed to wait hundreds of years until finally Mary and Joseph were each told by God that they would be the ones who would parent this Messiah. Mary would become pregnant through a miracle of the Holy Spirit, and Joseph was told he would raise this child as his own son. This has been our Advent journey during these weeks of Advent. And finally tonight, we read in Luke 2 that while Mary and Joseph were in Bethlehem, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available to them. And this scene for us as Christians is so familiar. We hear this story And we can picture in our minds the manger, at least how we imagine it would have been. We can almost smell the hay. It all seems so familiar. But I think if we encounter this story without seeing it through the lens of our our joy on this side of what we know happened, the story doesn't sound so earth-shattering. At face value, this is really just the story of a young couple forced to give birth to their first child under really unfortunate circumstances. 
Actually, what seemed truly earth-shattering that night wasn't happening there at the manger, but was happening in hills nearby. Let me read Luke 2, verses 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And tonight, as we talk about these mangers, I want to invite the kids who are here, take a look around for sheep that might be uh, woven into our scene. I I think one is either knocked out or resting down here. (laughs) But take a look around. I think there's about a half dozen that you might be able to, to search out in the next few minutes. When I read Luke 2 and and hear this story, I always imagine this night for the shepherds initially being just like any other night until their evening was absolutely shattered. Now, these shepherds weren't just pulling a special night shift when they were out in the fields. It wasn't like they had come in from a day in their comfortable homes in the town and were now working the third shift. Luke tells us that these shepherds actually lived out in the fields. They lived among the sheep that they were charged with taking care of. Day and night, they took turns resting and watching over the sheep. Until one day, I'm sure, blurred into the next, and everything seemed absolutely the same. Until one night that they would remember for the rest of their lives. Scene one of this shattered night. An angel of the Lord appears to the shepherds and the glory of the Lord shines all around them. Now, not surprisingly, the shepherds, we're told, are terrified by what was happening. And already, if the scene ended there, the shepherds would have a story to tell each other for days and this night would be etched into their memories. Scene two. The angel speaks to the shepherds, tries to calm and comfort them. And he gives them a message. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. So the message was this long-awaited Messiah 
had finally come. He was here. He had just been born down the hill in the town of Bethlehem. And he was lying. And maybe the shepherds wonder if they had heard right. It sounded like they heard lying in a manger. The Messiah down the hill lying in a manger. Not lying in the nicest house. Not lying in the place with the angels gather around. But for some reason, lying in a feeding trough. But before they got to think too much about this puzzling message, scene three unfolded, and a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace on those on whom his favor rests. That night, the angels weren't celebrating or keeping watch around the manger. They appeared instead to these shepherds out on the hills. These shepherds were among the lowest of the low among society because their close contact with the animals and their duties of feeding and caring for them left them ceremonially unclean almost all the time. So they would have been excluded from from gathering with the people to worship at the temple, excluded from most social circles because they were those dirty, filthy shepherds who took care of animals. But this heavenly host, this angel army, came to them and proclaimed that this was the day of the Lord's favor. This was the night when the glory and love and mercy of God was finally revealed in a baby. Scene four. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go into Bethlehem. Let's see this for ourselves, this thing that the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off. And found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Here in this last scene, we see that the shepherds just had to go and see for themselves what the Lord had told them about. And Luke said they hurried off and sure enough found Mary and Joseph and the baby. The angels were right. But I wonder, what what are we not told about that night? What was that search really like? And I'm struck by what we don't know for certain. The shepherds knew what they were looking for. They were given this sign that they would find a baby lying in cloths, wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. But how many mangers were there in Bethlehem that night? Historians place the population of Bethlehem around that time as not not a high number, somewhere in the range of three to six hundred. Maybe because of the census, the population had temporarily swollen to about a thousand. But it wasn't a big town, about the size of Union, Connecticut, and only about a fifth the size of Bethlehem, Connecticut. But in an agricultural world like Palestine of that era, even a small town would have a lot of animals and a lot of mangers. And so what did the shepherds experience that night? in their search. I wonder how odd and awkward it would have been coming up to a a small dwelling and saying, excuse me, I see you have a courtyard, see you have some animals, just wondering, is there a baby in your manger? (laughs) It's possible that they were successful on their first attempt, but it seems very unlikely. It seems more likely that they kept trying, kept searching, and kept asking. Impelled by their encounter with the angels, 
and by the message they've been given that night. And at Christmas, these shepherds teach us what it looks like to trust in what we've been heard, what we've been told by God, and to keep looking, even if we don't see it at first. Now, maybe tonight you've been told something by God. Maybe you've found a promise in Scripture. Maybe you've been told something about God and about the kinds of things that he does, about how he is good and loving and faithful, about how he provides for people who trust in him and pray to him. But maybe tonight you're someone who hasn't yet seen that for yourself. I'm sure all of us have things that we've been told about God that we still wonder whether they're true. And the shepherds that night, I'm sure, had many opportunities to give up. Maybe those first five knocks on the door and peeks into barns and stables felt a little awkward. Maybe the next 10 became increasingly frustrating and discouraging. But they had heard the angel loud and clear, at least they thought they did. Somewhere there was a baby in a manger. And obviously they didn't give up. We don't know how long it took, but eventually these shepherds found Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And these shepherds are an inspiration for us tonight to keep looking, to keep searching, keep chasing after that thing that God has told us is true. And the shepherds also inspire us by what they did next. Luke says that when they had seen the baby, they spread word concerning all that they had been told about him. And all who heard it were amazed. Long before Go Tell It on the Mountain was ever a song, these shepherds, who had been kind of the outcasts of society, became the very first evangelists after the birth of Jesus. Their still night had been shattered by an angel army. They had a message, been given a message from heaven. But they told the people that actually wasn't the most earth-shattering thing to happen that night. What happened that was truly earth-shattering was lying in a manger. That's not where the angels appeared. They appeared to some shepherds doing their night work out in the fields. But these shepherds were told to go and see and find this baby in the manger who truly was earth-shattering, and to share that news that the angels said would cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, Christ the Lord. The Savior who had been, who had been the hope of humankind ever since that fateful day in the Garden of Eden had finally arrived and was actually here. The shepherds have been transformed from social outcasts to evangelists. They've been given good news of great joy, and they shared it. And then Luke says they returned to their fields, went back to the sheep, praising God for all they had heard and seen, which was just as they had been told. And tonight, if you are someone who truly believes that that first Christmas truly changed everything, tell someone about it. And tonight, if you're somebody who's still waiting to see, who's still curious about this baby in the manger, keep looking, even if the first manger you see is empty. Keep asking questions. Keep asking God to lead you to the truth.
And to all of you tonight, I want to wish you the peace and joy of Jesus and a very Merry Christmas. Please pray with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to earth, for putting on human flesh, for living among us, for starting life among the hay, among the animals, and in that manger. Thank you for breaking into our world, for shattering the curse of sin and death under which we were held hostage. Thank you for pointing us back to God. Jesus, help us to keep our eyes on you, not just at Christmas, but all the time. Help us to keep our lips full of the good news that Christ the Savior is born. Amen.